For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed. I'm here with Mr. Cliff Simon once again. Thank Thanks. you, sir, for taking time to be with us. You're welcome. Good to be with you again. The, uh, the last time that we talked with you, uh, the interim between that, I did some research and I found out that Ball is either <clears throat> the longest lasting or the second longest lasting gold that there has ever been. Did you know that? Uh, I did I did know that. I think, yeah, he's outdone Anubis. And Apophis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was told that actually by the producers. I'm now the longest running villain on the show, which is pretty amazing. Yes. Because, as I was saying earlier on, villains get killed off very quickly. Constantly. So it's, it's quite amazing. I mean, I never thought, you know, five seasons. Wow. Mm -hmm. Season nine renewed the shows, renewed the show in a really big way. In your opinion, what ways has it both changed and stayed the same? Um, you mean with new cast members coming in and so on and so on? Um, you know what stayed the same is the, the professionalism. Um, what has changed is they shoot a little slower than they used to. Really? And I think that's probably because of Richard not being there and Michael Greenberg not being there. Michael B Greenberg being the line producer who would just sit and watch the monitor and uh, tell the directors to get a move on. Things are going a bit slow and blah, blah, blah. Because you get into discussions about like lines, like mm. I shouldn't say this or I should say that. And... Um, you know, and that's what takes a lot of time. So things on that front changed, but as far as the actors are concerned and the, the family feel and all that kind of thing, it's exactly the same as it always was. Yeah. Do you think it's better that everyone's kind of pulled their heels and is taking their time more, or do you think that Michael Greenberg had the right idea in speaking them? No, Michael had the right idea. You, on every set, you need a line producer. You need someone sitting there besides the director, because the director's creative. He's trying to make it as good as he can. He's in his own little world. Exactly. And he's thinking about himself and about the actors, whereas when the line producer, like Michael, sitting there, looks at the whole thing and what's going on, and he's looking at time, and he's, he's watching all of these kind of things. Um, and normally the line producer is the one to change dialogue. He'll be the one to say, okay, change that. But now it's left up to the director. Then it's like, well, then the director's got to call up to the production office and say, we want to change this, and that, all that slows down. Yeah, so slow down. you need a line uh, a producer in there, and Michael is missed when I work, you know, for, in my opinion. World of S Word of SG-1's cancellation uh, has now had a chance to fully run its course through fandom. Was it a surprise to you? Um, not really. I had a feeling it was going to happen. Um, and then officially, I knew on Monday when it came out in the trades in L.A., and my agent called me and said, well, it's now official. They're canceling the show. Um, I'm looking at it as, you know what? I don't see the show stopping. Sci-fi is canceling the show. And that's what they should have worded it as. Uh, there's a lot more places it can go. And I have a feeling it's going to. Yep, that's my opinion. Um, I had a brief word with Michael now. I just bumped him to him. And uh, they got the same feeling on set. Good. Yeah, so I think it's going to go somewhere else. You said you've received your final script. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about it? Uh, no, I actually haven't received it. Oh, you haven't received no, it? No, I haven't received it. I don't even know what the name of it is yet. Okay. I'll probably get it this week okay. when I get back, yeah. Okay. So you don't know anything about it? I have no idea what the storyline was. I, ha I have no idea. Okay. I, 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 after the quest, part one and part two, I don't know where it's going at all. So it's going to be quite interesting. But you know that you're not in the finale? Yeah. That's too bad. It's a pity. I'd rather have been in the last episode. But uh, I don't know. You know, maybe we don't know anything. I think what they're probably doing is because they're looking at, like, the last two episodes, they might be rewriting things very quickly. 
Um, I think I should be because they need to bring some kind of closure to, to the character. You know, even if he's just, well, we don't know where he is. Or he's definitely dead. Uh, so I think that they might bring that up in the next script. I don't know. Well, yeah, they haven't actually nailed down what they want to do, so this one may not be your last. Yeah, it might not be. They might call me back for the last episode, and I hope they do. In your personal opinion, what do you believe will become of SG-1? Do you really think it'll go on to a season 11 or possibly a movie or a miniseries? Uh, I believe it's going to go on to some kind of miniseries um, and hopefully the Stargate movie, the big movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, with Sony behind it now, that's the kind of movie that Sony would, uh, would make. Yeah, but I definitely see some uh, made-for-TV movies of Stargate, or even one miniseries. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last time you talked to us, you discovered the purpose behind all of the clones. It's pretty clear he's using them to multiply a search for Merlin's weapon. Does he have a plan for them once that search is complete? You know what? Baal is going to find a plan for them. He's going to find some other use for them. Um, yeah, we saw the use that he had for them now, but I think he's going to ki uh, keep them. He's, there's no right. ways he's going to kill them off or destroy them or anything like that because look how useful they've been. Right. It's like his own little, it's his own private army, you know? <laughs> and I mean, it would be very stupid of him to get rid of them. I think he's going to put them on ice and right. keep them somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And use them when he needs to. What? You're, you, were, you say you've been very proud of the quest and how you get to be outdoors and do some out-of-the-box stuff with this character. What else can you tell us about the quest? Um, you're going to see Baal eat a power bar. Man, that's like amazing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I'm going to be the first alien to eat a power bar on the show. And that's pretty cool. It was very, very funny to shoot that. Um, it was very funny. It just worked so well. And we actually carried it through a little bit in the show. Uh, you're going to see me throw a wrapper away, like I've snuck a power bar on the side. Because they're basically keeping me, uh, the basic storylines, they're going to find me because I'm ahead of them in looking for Merlin's weapon. And they're going to find me, but then they, they're really keeping me as their prisoner. I can't leave the team um, because I'm helping them find Merlin's weapon, but I'm really their prisoner. Uh, so I keep asking for food and... Ben Browder starts teasing me with power bars and all this kind of thing. So it's very funny. Okay. At yeah. first I thought it was like, well, he was been off, uh, he was on Earth for a while, so maybe he, he invested in, I don't know, some kind of a food company and, and brought power bars with him. Like, why else would he be eating a power yeah, no, that, bar in a yeah. world? No, that would have been funny. That would have uh, funny. Yeah, they find me in the forest a few days later and I'm starving, so I'll eat whatever he's eating. But I thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> in early season nine, one of the big arcs was that Ball was on Earth. Um, but the true Ball had to arrive on an outcache. Have the writers abandoned the Ball on Earth concept? Or are there still possibly a few Balls floating around on Earth? There's still that possibility, and I know Joe Malozzi said something about that. Um, it was such a big thing, you know, that yeah. ending, where we have a big day tomorrow, and the next time we see you, you're on a, you're on a, a talk on an alien planet. It's like, okay, what's yeah. on? Yeah. So now, but now the question is like, the guy that crashed in the Elkash, uh -huh. was that the real one or is the real one still on Earth? Well, he certainly was, when you, when you guys beamed aboard, you guys, the multiple clones beamed aboard the cargo ship, one was the one that stepped out. Right. And started commanding them. Right. So, but I guess he could it's have gotta still be, been but I, I believe that there is still a ball on Earth. And he's still in hiding, they just don't know about him.
he's gone underground again. And uh, now that leaves it open again, because now he's on Earth, and he's up in, you know, floating around the galaxy somewhere. So he's not interfering in business matters anymore? He's, he's quit that? Or is he still in control of, like, Hamill Technologies and a few of these other... No, no, he wouldn't be there, because SG-1 would know that he's there. Okay. Because that's where they discovered him. Um, so he's definitely, I mean, I would see it as, he's, I think it would make a great storyline that he's gone underground, he's hiding, he's still on Earth, um, because I think he has plans right. on Earth, because that's where yeah. the SG-1 team is, and that's where everything is. And that's how I see this, maybe there's like a storyline where he would start working with the SG-1 team as a human, dressed as a whatever, in a uniform, like that. So the guy in the galaxies is still going to be flying around the galaxies, but the guy who's on Earth is going to stay on Earth and help them, and maybe help them find where, where does Baal live? Yeah. What's his planet? Where is he actually? Where, where does he stay? Or does he fly around the whole time? Right. His territory, the car, is no longer his. Yeah, it's not his. He can't go there. Okay. So where is he now? That's, I think, a question, and I think that could be a really good storyline. Mobile home. <laughs> <laughs> in the, the sky. Take off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is Ball still cloning, or does he have all that he needs? No, he's, he's, he's got all he needs. Okay. Yeah. He made a certain amount of clones because he needed an exact amount to beam out of there. They needed to have that energy, a certain amount of clones. Yeah. Okay. So he stopped making them. Okay. So not only was he using them basically to increase the ability of being detected, but also the, their next mission was to go and search through the ancient repository of knowledge. And the data right, system. right. Right. And then you think he'll, they'll, he'll put them away? Then I think he's going to keep them. Yep. Okay. On ice, literally. Right. Alright. <laughs> it's largely Carter's fault uh, for letting slip the library of gate addresses. A uh, few of us wonder why her security codes weren't locked down when she became captured. Uh, that's splitting hairs. Will she have a bit of a vendetta against Ball that will carry into the quest? because she was held at gunpoint against him and one of her dearest friends was threatened. Um, is there a possibility that we'll see... Yeah, you're going to see a lot of reactions from her okay. uh, towards me in the Good. quest. Um, but she still plays the... I can call it like the kind of sarcasm, mm -hmm. off ball sarcasm. Um, but there's definitely... You'll see there's a little bit of tension in there. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. You've always been in big... Uh, you've always been very active in making ball as human as possible. It's a funny thing with the power bar. I can't yeah. Really <laughs> um, we spoke to you last time and you talked about him bleeding. In what other ways has he become more human than sir? Um, you know what, the main thing was, in, was, was him feeling pain and being in pain uh, and being uncomfortable, the same as a person would be, the same as when I got, when I got shot. Mm -hmm. The way he dies, um, the one when I got shot in the arm. He was actually in pain. He was as if he was human. And you'd think that... And it actually comes out in the quest. I actually say the line to, uh, to Ben Browder that your forte lies in unarmed combat and blah, 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 blah. And my forte lies in strategy and command. And that actually says it all. That you don't have to be physically a strong person to be a highly intellectual uh, strategist and all this kind of stuff, which Baal seems to have become now. Um, because Tilt pushes him around. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, physically he pushes him around. Mm -hmm. uh, I get grabbed, I get pushed around. Um, Vala slaps me. I mean, <laughs> I didn't really feel much, but I got slapped. I mean, there was a reaction. It's not like 
her hand went through my head. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting that the, it's actually in the dialogue now. So the SG-1 team are the physical side. They're the, strong, they're the strength. They've got the weapons. They know how to shoot. They know how to do unarmed combat. Whereas now it's come out, Baal doesn't really know that kind of stuff. But put him in command of an army and tell him to come up with a strategy on how to attack a planet and all this kind of thing, and he'll do it the best out of anyone that there is. The SG-1 team can't do that. Baal can do that. And that's why I believe SG-1 can use Baal. It's like the old quote, you know, if strength for everything, if strength, strength for everything, the tiger wouldn't fear the scorpion. That's exactly, exactly. I can't remember which one, which system lord it was that Ball really cleaned up the floor of in, when they, they had the episode Summit. Uh, he destroyed, wiped out so many people. Yeah. Just like that, for the pleasure of it. Yeah, I can't remember the name either, but uh, I remember the scene. Take us back to uh, your first appearance in Season 5 Summit. Gold Mardi Gras mm -hmm. uh, at the space station. What, are some of your, what were some of your favorite characters to play against in that meeting hall? It was really a revolutionary thing because we had never seen the system works before. And here they came in full form, all of them, right. most of them. Right. I'll tell you who I was working a lot of and who I actually knew as a, as a person who I'd met before was the character of you. Vince. Vince. He's a great guy. And um, I watched how he'd been playing you for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that is not how Baal can be. He cannot be like that. And when he first walked into the, into the room, them, yeah. and he was talking to Daniel about this one's done that, and this one's done that, and then he got to Baal, and this one's done that. Do not accept I, gifts from Baal. Yeah, all that kind of thing. And I try to play it like just with a straight face. I wasn't standing there like mm, trying to be mean. And then when we all sat down and um, I've forgotten the character's name now, uh, um, the girl, Osiris. Osiris. Osiris walked in, and then I thought straight away I have to start playing the sexual yes. thing of it straight away. It just hit me because none of the others were doing it, and you was. Like, you know, hey, he sits all this kind of thing, like yeah. nothing. And I thought, yeah, and I thought, you know what, I, this is what I have to do. And I just felt it. I just felt that this was the character. It was pretty weird. And I played it, and I started smiling and started doing my thing. And it came across completely. I saw it come across. Um, she never played off it, though, which was fine. She could have played off it, uh, which would have made it a little bit better, and which maybe would have led on to another kind of storyline between her and me. But uh, it definitely worked for me. And I know that's what the producers looked at and went, hmm, what's this guy thinking? You know, what's he thinking? Because, you know what, you play it as if it's real. A girl walks in, she's got legs up to her neck. She's hot. You play it as that. That's what it is. And it comes across, you know. Sometimes the most obvious answers are the best. Yeah. Yep. So good. Yep. Was there a bit of audition competition? Uh, in the air, you were essentially aiming to please the audience the most to ensure your return. All these different system lords. Did that come across when you were shooting this? Uh, yeah, in a way, it did. There was a little, it was actually like being at an audition, a normal audition, where you walk in and people are courteous to each other and they're like, hi, how are you doing? But once you're in, nobody's sort of talking to anyone else <laughs> and you're reading a script and sort of looking at that guy. Hmm. He looks very similar to me, okay. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, it did come across a bit 
Because I think they all knew they were looking for new system lords, all the actors who were in there. So they were all trying their best, you know, and doing what they can. Right. They were bringing in Anubis, and he had to have minions. Yeah, so yeah. What do you think sold you as the goal to work with? I think they saw I had a sense of humor. And why shouldn't an alien have a sense of humor? I think that was the main thing. I think I put across some sexuality, yes. and I put across a sense of humor. And that made, it in, that made the character interesting. All of a sudden, he was like, we can go far. We can do a lot of stories with this guy. We can play on that. And because of Richard Dean Anderson having that sense of humor, mm -hmm. then they put us together in Abyss, and it was like, I've got the knife, and I'm smiling, and yeah. I'm going like, you know, one last time. And he's like, oh, you know, making all these bocce ball jokes. <laughs> and that, it just worked so well. And from there, it just, you know, carried on. They took you, but they didn't take your staff. That's it. <laughs> that was weird. Staff? I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever asked, can I, have, can I see my staff? I know. I never, ever used it again. Never used you know, it again. You are walking down the, the corridor on the ghoul ship with Nehru's. You know, it'd be really nice if he had it in his hand. I know. Focusing on the other clones. And I know. Never used it again. <laughs> Does Ball have a thing for blondes? Uh, he has Shayla and Abyss. Kiana's here. He sent Kiana to uh, Lingara in Fallout. And then Charlotte Mayfield in uh, Ex Deus Machina. You know what? It's, this? Yeah. You know what? It's, I think it comes down to that same thing what I was saying earlier on about being like as real as possible. Uh, generally, when you get a guy of my coloring who's dark. Osiris. Yes. Yeah, the kind of woman he likes are fair or blonde. You get blonde guys prefer dark girls. And that's just the way it is because it's something different. Um, and I think that's what, you know, they actually did it. They did that. And I like it because I am more attracted to, <laughs> to blondes, you know. Um, blonde? Yeah. <laughs> Natu naturally she is. She does have like a reddish hair now. She's a hairdresser, so she does her hair. But yeah, she's, she's very fair. Oh, so it's very funny, you know, that that's just the way it worked out. It's so real. They're paying attention. Yeah, they are. Great. Definitely. That's why I always say the writers are so good because that's what they watch for. A lot of your fandom has asked that question. Like, yeah. Is this deliberate? And the next day is when I arrived and I saw her in the trailer. I was like, oh, my God. This is like perfect. I even said that to her. I said, oh, it's like you're perfect. <laughs> but it was great. And we worked well together. And I think we looked good together. And... I liked her. She had that bitchy side to her, especially like in the scenes with Amanda. Yeah. Um, and she nailed Amanda. She was like... It's time for you to go. Yeah. And Amanda, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was, it was actually good. And she's a great actress. So great. hopefully she'll be back. Great, yes. You, uh, for Mr. South Africa, I think you said you performed something with gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, will, we get, will you get to exercise your physicality anymore this year? I don't Obviously, like when you're outside doors, you're probably going to be running and things like that. But yeah. What else? Um, I don't, not this year. You're not going to see it. Uh, I don't know the next episode what I'm doing. I don't know what's going to happen there. But I do ask them the whole time, you know, Baal needs to be more physical. We need to see more things. In the Insiders, there was a little bit more fighting. Mm -hmm. There was an amazing fight scene that they never kept. And the one soldier was running down the passageway, and I was hiding around the corner, the same corner where... Silk and a few of his soldiers yeah. were standing when I came down the corridor. I knew the soldiers were coming down. I hid around that corner as the soldier ran around. I turned into him and hit him in his chest, and he did a full back somersault right around me, oh. landed on the floor, and it was awesome. Oh 
and they cut it out because I think they said it was too big. His movement just looked too unreal. And I'm like, but this is ball we're talking about. He hit him with some force, you know what I mean? It's like it wasn't a normal fight situation. And I was really upset about that because it was the one time where you actually see ball hit someone. You know, we had that little fight scene, which was more just like a slap and wrestling around. Um, so I'm hoping there's going to be more. I always, I always ask them, you know, you know, to do some fight scenes or something more physical. But um, on that note, my costumes don't allow me to do that kind of stuff. That's yeah, the problem. Exactly. You know, I've got shirts up to here and I've got these long leather jackets that weigh 40 pounds and boots up to here. So as far as doing kind of somersaults and that, there's no ways I'd be able to do it. <laughs> Every time we talk with Peter Deloise, uh, he says, ball is back, and his collar is pointier than ever. <laughs> what surprised me most about Insiders was Ball's relationship with Katesh. And now, I should have seen that coming, but I, I didn't. Uh, with Cla with Cla was it fun to work with Claudia like that? Yeah, it was great. Claudia and I get on very, very well. Also, because she's Australian. Yes. Um, she knows South Africans as well, very well. She puts on an amazing South African accent that you wouldn't even know she's not South African. So whenever I was with her, she'd speak to me like she was the South African girl. So it was very funny. We got on very, very well. She's a great girl. And uh, I was happy that it happened. When I read the script, I was like, yeah, that's great. Because I saw Baal and Vala getting together. And they also look like they could be the same race. They look similar. She looks like the female version a ball. Maybe. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah. So it was great. She was great to work with. Yeah. Are you hoping for more of that? Yep. Definitely. You said season, you don't think season 10 is the end. Um, we know something is coming down the pipe. We don't know what it is. Uh, is it the end of ball? Do you think it is the end of ball? I don't think it's the end of ball. You know, the character's been built up so much, and even though the, the ghouls are gone, he is the last surviving guy. He still has all his strength. He still has his little army. He's, you know, he's got all his ships. He's got everything. He's the last system lord, yeah. Yeah, he's the last system lord. And I think it would be silly to get rid of him at this stage. If they didn't want him as the bad guy, that's fine. Then turn him into the bad guy who's become good, who works with SG-1. It's done like, before. Yeah, it's been done. Um, because it's silly to invest five years in a character as from their point of view, um, and to have the way they've built up this character over five years just to let him go. Yeah. It's silly because what I'm finding now is people are actually looking at Baal as kind of a regular cast member, as opposed to being a guest star. And that's the feeling I've picked up. Um, just on, you know, you find things like photographs, um, books that are coming out. There's the SG-1 team and there's Baal. And so it's a feeling I'm getting. Um, and people have spoken to me about, like, so, you, you know, you guys are shooting every week and blah, blah, blah. Just, like, things you pick up. And I'm like, no, you know, I go up every two months. Or, and they're like, wow, really, you know? So, so, yeah, it's a waste of time for them to... It's stupid for them to get rid of the character like that. Okay. If this time is your last time going up, what are you going to miss most? Uh, getting out of L.A. for two weeks and going to relax in Vancouver, <laughs> which, is a great, yeah, which is a great city. Um, I think what I'll miss most is, you know, just being with the guys up there and, and working and working with them and working with guys like Andy and Peter, you know, who are really nice guys, great directors, um, and just working. <laughs>
as an actor, you never want to be without work. And it's, uh, when you think of when shows close, all of a sudden there's like all these actors who are now unemployed, basically. Um, so it just creates that kind of thing. But no, I mean, I'll, I'll, miss, I'll miss the work. It's been fun. It's been amazing. And uh, for me, starting off my career in the United States and only have been here for six years, and to have the kind of fan base, thanks to you guys, uh, that I've got now all over the world just from appearing on Stargate is absolutely amazing. So if the show had to end and my character never came back, it's like uh, it's, it's the best thing that could have happened to me. So I, I don't regret a, a single minute of it, you know. And hopefully, uh, even if the show had to end, we'd still be doing conventions and I'll still be getting invited to conventions, you know. Europe definitely, you know, will be there next year because they're only going to be watching season 10 next year. Mm -hmm. So things said like. to the crowd. They haven't even gotten it yet. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of them haven't seen season 9. So as they watch it, they're like, well, you know, let's invite Cliff. Fresh. Yeah. So hopefully I carry on doing the cons as well.